So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 283. For January 24th, 2021, my name is Nathan Reeton Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McBain. Hey, hey, people. And we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. Hey, hey, people. All right, so we know that you can find both of them at aroa.website. Bottom two links are for Connor. Uh, What games have you played this week, Connor? Uh, I played on call, so I had a very not video game filled week this week. Uh, I also played a game called Edit Our Podcast, which is the last of the links at a road out website. Clinton's Core Classics signed up for Amazon Podcast Service today, so you could really get us just about anywhere now. Clinton's yep. Core Classics, you could also follow us on Twitter, and I'm just going to throw that out there real quick. I played Fix My Goddamn 3D Printer. I've had this thing not working for like a year, and I finally got sick of it. So I applied the holy oils, I recited the holy canticles, and I guess that did it, because now it's working. Oh, good. Congratulations. I'm, I'm proud of you. I haven't used mine in about 10 months, and I probably need to change out the nozzle or something like that, because if you leave the filament in there for too long, it 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 just hardens up and clogs it, and then you uh-huh. either just have to, like... Oh, boy. You either need to basically take a lighter to it and just hope that you can melt the plastic or just get a new nozzle for three dollars boy oh boy i hate when i get clogged up and i gotta use a lighter to to get it unclogged yeah i know it sucks what i mean yeah i just set my extruder my heated extruder to like 280 degrees celsius and watched it pour out like soup oh that might work sounding rod to yeah 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 i was actually thinking of replacing my nozzle i want to get something that's a little smaller so i could do more precision printing that yeah. or do what I really should do and just get a resin printer. Just get a dude. It's only like two to three hundred dollars. Like two hundred bucks right now. They're stupid cheap and they're yeah. really, really good resolution. I, yeah. I keep on thinking about it. Like as far as the hobbies and the shit that I do to keep myself occupied during a pandemic, it'd probably be a good sound investment. Well, and humble humble bundle has like oftentimes every couple of months they'll have a bunch of miniatures like 3d yeah. 3d miniatures that you can buy just a bunch of really high quality ones for like 15 bucks and I fucking hate painting resin oh i'm sure it's well what you here's what you do um first i buy the resin printer then i buy the airbrush so i no longer hate painting resin well and i was gonna thousand dollars later i'm finally I w- happy i wasn't even gonna say that what i was gonna say is you you get the resin printer you know you cure it normally and then you just put a layer of primer on it with spray yep. paint. I, I, I usually prime my shit anyways. It it helps. You kind of yeah. need it with like resin and stuff. Yeah. So you just do, um, you do the layer of primer, and then it's it's fine to paint. But, it is. Yes. But that's. That, I also that's played. Me. Also played. Um, being upset at Valve, I went to go play some Pavlov, and about halfway through a game, I discovered I could no longer move forward. Spent the oh. last, uh, I don't know, the hour of that game or so just trying to find out why I couldn't move, calibrating my controller. Opened up a ticket with Valve, and they're like, yeah, you know, give us your uh, serial number. We'll see what we can do to fix it. A couple weeks later, the reply they get back is, oh, it's out of warranty. Sucks to suck. Bye. Oh, wow. 
Lame. So I currently have my left index controller taken apart next to me. I'm going to try. So it's like just a normal joystick valve. I could replace that myself, but it's got this lever on it, like a uh, a ribbon cable. I don't know what this ribbon cable is for. I think it might be for the click button, like the, the I, I don't know. I got I, I I went as far as to ask the motherfuckers at Valve if I could have a schematic breakout so I can know what I'm doing while I'm fixing this. And surprise, surprise, they haven't gotten back to me. They might yeah. do it though. I mean, they are they are pretty open with a lot of their hardware. Yeah, I, I, I've laid Although... my expectations out there. You let me fix it, and I'll fix it. Especially if you All guys the... aren't offering the option. Since you have a Vive wand, that might get weird because they might technically not own the design. No, 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 no. He bought the index controller. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. So he didn't. He didn't update his headset but he did get the index controllers because he wanted the precision movement no i wanted to flip people off 250 dollars is totally worth it to flip people off that's what i said precision Uh, movement of your fingers into the position of (laughs) of flipping people off sometimes a bullet to the head just isn't enough yeah um so that's all the game that you played which was almost nothing well (laughs) i i also I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses, finally. I ended up having 60 hours in the end of it, which I think is pretty long. I was super overleveled. I had virtually no emotional response to that game until the very last sentence when it said that um, there's a whole bunch of people that you could like build relationships with. I ended up marrying Bernadetta, the lady who determined which house I was going to be in. It was a shy girl. I was like, oh, I'm going to fix her. And the very last line is like, because... They were forced to go through battle. She built up a resilience and was never afraid of anything. I was like, yes, fixed her. Nice. Good. Good. Congra- congratulations on fixing the NPC. But I fixed fixing the that reclusive woman. NPC. Yeah. I did it. So we're going to move on to Aroa. What games have Hold you on. played this? Hold on. What? I you haven't said... given my Warhammer update. Oh, okay. I apologize. <laughs> I've, I Give was... me a minute to spew some bullshit that you guys will have no idea what's going on. Okay. Okay. So I taught one of my buddies how to play this week. The last one who's in our group who hasn't had a chance to sit down at the table yet for obvious pandemic reasons. And I made a mistake because I brought a Scorpius Dune Rider and an Ornager Dune Crawler. And my thought was, oh, you know, he's playing Adeptus Sororitas. So they're going to have flamers and they're going to have the, the flamethrower tanks. And, you know, I'm just going to bring armor because they're just going to burn through it anyways. Who cares? I was wrong, and I effectively threw a whole bunch of tanks at sisters wielding pistols. And it went about as well as, uh, I don't know, Tiananmen Square comes to mind, I guess. I I see. Um, so you basically just killed a bunch of innocent p- sisters. I'm, they I'm came thinking... to Mars, and they were like, hey, there's a whole bunch of Xenos activity. What the hell's going on? And the Adeptus Mechanicus was like, hey, this is holy ground. You get the fuck out of here. And they were like, we're the Emperor's Inquisition. We're going to do whatever we want. And so we assimilated them, and now there's extra servitors in Mars. Don't investigate. I'm thinking, like, because you said sisters, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. that a bunch of tanks are rolling up on a bunch of nuns, and you're just like, I'm going to take you all out. That is very accurate. They, okay. The Ecclesiarchy is the Adeptus Sororitas. They are nuns with guns. Oh, okay, good. Good. Glad to hear that. A whole bunch um, of Whoopi Goldbergs running around shooting terrorists. <laughs> I'd watch it. 
I'd I like... watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Are Are we good to move on? Yes, we are good to move on. Okay, Oro, what games have you played this week? Yo, what's up? Uh, I played a lot of VR chat this week. That's a video game, isn't it? No. As oh. I've discussed with our listener, Ash, VR chat is not a video game. Oh, it's like uh, it's like on home. Yeah, it's it's it, it is a chat application that you use VR, but I don't think of it. I I can't think of it as an actual video game. I mean, there are games in it. But well, okay, what games did you play within VR chat? Uh, various things. Hold on, I have a oh uh. Uh, well, we, we played um we played Among Us in VR chat. Oh cool. That's fun. Yeah. It was yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Um I like it's probably more that the novelty is really fun right now, but I kind of like it more than regular VR chat. Uh like the especially the security cameras. Like cuz since it's not top down they're just security cameras in a corner and i don't know there's just something really really fun about that yeah and the fact that you can be random weird anime characters running around in the among us area like it's cool yeah and just... like all the uh all the the tasks translate really well um like yeah it's all it's amazing that like that's just free in vr chat yeah, that's cool. Uh, I was gonna say, I I think about it like like this for VR chat. Um, remember MSN Messenger? I wouldn't say that MN, MSN Messenger was a game, but you could start yeah. playing games with friends through MSN Messenger. Would you call Second Life a game? No, but you could. Okay. But 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 you could play games like you could go and like go to the casino in Second Life or. Uh, you could go do really weird stuff in Second Life. Second Life, st- uh, it's so it's such a weird thing. Or like um, PlayStation Home. Does anybody yeah. or did anybody remember I, that? I think it was PlayStation Home was the name of it. I uh, wanted that to be cool, and it it was never cool. There was only one cool thing I did in that program, and that was they had a virtual movie theater. And I literally went there and watched Zombieland for free. That's cool. So that was that was actually pretty neat because you actually like walk up and you sit in the chair and you watch Zombieland like you would in an actual theater. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so you're watching someone's pirated copy, like somebody walked into a theater with a camcorder, except you're <laughs> the camcorder. No, it was. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure all of that stuff was curated by Sony. So Sony just had right, the I, rights to, to air that on there. I was more talking about like you're watching it from the, the perspective of your avatar in a seat. Like like I've done that in big screen beta before where I've watched movies that people have put up and just you sit like you're in a movie theater and you could hear other people's conversations like you're in a movie theater. Although the people I was watching with are mostly just talking about the movie. Well, that's cool. Like it, I think that something like that would be really good, especially right now with... Uh, the the yeah, pandemic questionably legal, but definitely. Well, well like even oh, if real, well, yes, that that part would be illegal. But what I mean is like having kind of a VR thing where a movie theater or a 
movie studio kind of supported that where somebody can rent the copy and then a bunch of people could gather around in a kind of a VR space and watch the movie. I think that would be really cool. Even um, if it were legal. I, I got a, a proposition for you guys, and I think we could actually make this. And I just I want to know if this is a good idea. We find a whole bunch of public domain movies, which you know, is growing every day. And then we make an application that allows people to watch that movie together in VR space. Except there's silhouettes of your avatars that show up in the corner. And you could talk over the track in the movie, providing your own jokes. Does anybody have the rights to that sort of thing? Has anyone done that before? I I don't think anybody legally has the rights to do that. I think anyone can do that. But for some it's reason, like I'm... Re- MST3K falls under parody, right? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think there might be things that people have done with that. Uh, but I do know that a lot of the movies they did, they had to license, which is why DVD box sets of Mystery Science Theater are weird and they don't always have all of the episodes because they lost the license and they can't get it back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it would have to be open domain stuff. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be interesting. Did you play anything else besides like world of Warcraft and idle games, Aroa? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Did I? Uh, no, not really. Not really. Just, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I got my PS3 hacked. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that one at least. I saw that. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Uh, it's actually surprisingly hard to find PS3 games online. Um, and I forgot like how bad digital distribution was in that generation of consoles. Oh yeah, because um, there's a there's a site called No Pay Station that. Uh, allows you to download anything that was on the PSN as long as someone who owned a license to it uh, uploads their d- DRM link. Like, I'm not going to explain how the PSN's DRM shit works, but basically as long as somebody who owns it uploads their key or whatever to no pay station, then everyone can download uh, the the game. And... So I went I went through everything on there and downloaded everything that seemed interesting. Um, but there were a ton of games that I was looking for that just aren't on there because I keep forgetting that like digital distribution of every fucking game wasn't really a thing until the very end of that generation of consoles. Like the the PS4 and, and Xbox One was really where that was the standard whenever those consoles came out. Uh, weird to think about. So well, also, a lot of, a lot of... uh, I think I saw your, your, sna- uh, your snap where uh, it's really slow. The yeah. Downloads. Uh, the, so the downloads are slow, but the installation is slower. Oh, good. Um, I, I guess because, well, one, because it's a fucking 5200 RPM hard drive. Uh, I might have to buy a cheap SSD and throw it in here buy, just to try to get some faster speed out of it. Buy an SSHD. It won't really help with the installs, um, but SSHDs actually work better in the PS3 and PS4 than SSDs. Oh, because it's it, it's doing the caching instead of yeah, and that's okay. that's and it's also you know S uh, PS3 is not going to do trim, so yeah. 
it it really it like the SSD will technically be a bit faster, but realistic you can get a two terabyte SSHD for like less than a hundred bucks. So might as well do okay. that. Yeah, yeah, because like just all I did was install one game, and and that took well over half an hour, and like that was that wasn't even like. I don't think it was a full retail game. Like that was a downloaded game and it was maybe 11 gigs and that took like half an hour. So I don't even, I don't know how bad it's going to be whenever I inevitably download infamous two and try to install that. Cause you know, it's going to be like 25 gigs. Yeah. But yeah, just like, good Lord. How, how I have forgotten just, just how bad the PS3 was in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't know how the 360 got so many aspects of that right, other than Microsoft already had experience with it. I don't... I, also... The, the only thing I can think of is Microsoft actually knew about the internet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's really what it was, was just that they uh, they, they had already done digital distribution via, you know, Windows. So... Uh, but also, uh, there are a lot of cool add-ons that you can get for a hacked PS3. Now, mine, because it's a super slim, I can't do true custom firmware. So I have to run this homebrew enabler thing every time I restart the console. But even through that, you can install a lot of cool things, including a video recorder. Uh, there's apparently enough extra RAM that's just reserved for whatever system processes that uh, that you can have a full little video recorder widget thing that uh, can save video of whatever game you're playing to the hard drive. Uh, I think that's really amazing. That's and really neat. Kind of, I don't know. I, I, th I think it's kind of funny that that exists in... Just because of how hard it is to record stuff off of a PS3 if you don't use component cables, which I I am right now, but man, is it a lot worse than HDMI? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it. I think the maximum resolution for component is 1080i. So the best thing to do is run it at 720p. Well, and it's not even like a visual fidelity thing. It's just everything's darker, and maybe that's because of the shitty component cables. I'm not sure. Uh, but they, they don't do that on the PS2, so I don't know. That's weird. That's, that's really weird. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on to me if you're, if you're done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reed's Truth. I'm on the road.website, but you can also find me at, you know, Reeton everywhere, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and then also, uh, Reeton Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, including but not limited to Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. So you can find us everywhere. Uh, press the follow button uh, or subscribe button or whatever to, and download those podcasts whenever they come out. And well, I'll tell you about the games I played. Uh, I didn't play very many games this week, but I did play and beat Doom Eternal. And that game, I died a few times, but it's really not on the on the normal difficulty. It's not super hard. And the last boss is really underwhelming. Like, it's, you, I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's not, it's just, it's underwhelming. Like, all the bosses in the that game, 
Um, it's not not taking on the bosses that's annoying. It's the little enemies that it spawns while you're fighting the boss that's annoying. Just like in like Doom Two with the Icon of Sin, when you're you know shooting John Romero's head on a pike, and you've got to like deal with all the enemies that are around you while you're trying to shoot rockets into the giant opening opening uh to kill John Romero. So, it's okay. I I know a lot of people really like Doom Eternal, but one one thing that I don't quite understand is that you have games like Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal, right? Uh and those are made by id Software, which is Bethesda company. And those games are Microsoft amazing. Company, no. Well, yeah. Uh it owned by Bethesda, uh, or or Microsoft owns Bethesda, but yes, um, but like those games are incredibly well optimized. They'll run at like over a hundred frames a second on like decade old hardware, but yet you get games like Fallout seventy six, also released by the same company, and that game is super poorly optimized, and I don't know how. That can happen. They're not, they're not having id help them work on their engine. They're still using the Gamebryo engine from, you know, Morrowind or whatever. That's true. You you are correct. I I just think it's silly that like you can have a company that's like, oh, these games are super well optimized, and then you look at other games and it's like no optimization at all when they're released. I'm, who's I, I'm sorry. Who in their right mind is saying a Bethesda product is optimized? Um. The, the doom like id is, was oh, on id tech. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 id, id tech is a well made engine yeah <laughs> and they make their games very well they do but... they do and i i really hope that i you know i'm also always hesitant and we're going to talk about microsoft here in a bit but i'm always hesitant to um look at like microsoft taking over Bethesda and say, oh, hopefully Microsoft will actually make them optimize their fucking games when they're released so they'll actually run well. But hopefully that will happen because we all know the track record that they've had with the Fallout, mainly the Fallout series and the Elder Scrolls series where they, they'll they release Fallout 4 and it doesn't run very well on the Xbox One or the, the PS4. Uh, but you also have like Fallout, uh, what was it? Fallout New Vegas on, uh, I'm sorry, not New Vegas, Fallout 3 on the PlayStation 3. Have you guys ever played that version of the game? Because it's not really bad. But I don't hate myself. I am aware that it's basically unplayable. Yeah, because. Wait, wait what? Oh, I apologize. Fallout New Vegas on the um, PS3. Oh, I apologize, uh, I but mean, that that was made that by Obsidian. Three was, yeah. Uh, but wasn't was Fallout Three actually released on the PS3? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got that. From okay, my I friend, thought so. My friend is like, "This is bullshit. It's not a good game." And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I guess it just doesn't play on PS3 that well. It it has to do with the RAM. Uh the the amount of RAM that's available. I don't know if it's VRAM or just the amount of RAM in general on the PS3 just did not work very well and they did not optimize it to work as well as it could have. And so it just ran like garbage 
on the PS3 version, and I don't know how it got through QA testing. Probably because they don't have QA testing. I would imagine that's that's why. They're just like, hey, the game's kind of complete. We're just going to release it and see what happens. Whatever it turns on, sell it. Anyway, there was there was another game uh, that I played, and it was on the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, um, a game that everyone's been waiting to be released on the Nintendo Switch eShop. It's been, you know, this game's been out for like a decade, and they finally were able to get the rights and release it on the Nintendo eShop. Of course, I'm talking about Wrestling Empire by M. Dickey. They released <laughs> that game on the Nintendo eShop for the Switch, and I don't know why. <laughs> Sadly, it's the best wrestling game on the Switch. Um... I so well, I played I played that it was, it it's you've you've played the M Dicky like some of the M Dicky games right Aroa like the the Jesus I, I simulator played them but I've I've watched other people play them oh because... wait is that the, the the Bible story fighting game yeah well that's that's the same guy yeah but like the the bulk bogan dude yeah that okay that why did they port that to Switch I don't know. <laughs> He made... you know, he's also got like a bunch of mobile games too, right? Yeah, that's one of them. Like one, the Wrestling Empire is one of the mobile games, and they brought it over to the Switch. Oh, I thought it was like the actual wrestling, like the three D wrestling thing. It's the oh, 3D it is one. No, no, it's oh, the three okay. D one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Actually, the one, the one that I played on mobile was was two D. So yeah, it, it was the school. Oh, okay. So they have they have a they have a three D one on the mobile. Uh, on the okay. mobile stores as well. Uh, one of the signs in the crowd is the 2D games were better. Uh, and I, I, they're stupid games, the, the wrestling games, but, and they're, they're janky. They are super janky. And half the time you don't feel like you're in control of your character, but it's amazing. And well, also like it's indicative to me, like with how silly he's gotten that, like he knows Oh, he, yeah. he knows how, how dumb all of this shit is, but it's cool that he's leaning into it and he's being a good sport about it. And I will, I, I paid the $20 for the game because I, I mean, I've, I've been downloading his games from his site since like 2006, just because I think I, I've been like searching for, I was like PC wrestling games. And it's like, download this one from M Dickey. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Um, And I think it's cool that he's still making games and putting them out and you know just having fun with it so also the game is weird like it does things that you would never get from a wwe game it allows you to take steroids so like there's a guy in the back he's like hey you want to train better and become stronger i'll give you these uh steroids and you're like yeah, I'll pay three hundred and sixty bucks for those steroids, and that's that's hey, amazing to me. I I've wanted something like that ever since Blitz the League got canceled. Yeah, like they, I like this the the it's not just like the glorified kind of like wrestling atmosphere that you know WWE creates in their games or product. It's it shows behind the scenes things like hey, you're gonna 
Do you want to unionize? Uh, do you want to take steroids? Do you want to, you know, betray people or, or negotiate contracts? And that's really cool. I just wish that, like, you know, a big company that had money could and, and programming skills could actually make this, uh, make a game like that because it would be really cool. But maybe, um, uh, maybe the, the company that actually made all the WWE games. Uh, maybe their next project will be something depraved like that. Uh, Ukes has left from making the WWE games, and they're they are I know. working. Well, yeah. no, no, they are working that, with AEW. What... They're working oh. with AEW to make the next AEW game. So most likely, it will not be. It, it will not be like it. It won't be as in depth as that. But they might have some more uh, freedom than they had with the 2K games. So maybe we'll see something similar. But no, they're not going to be making a real simulation game like that, most likely. I, I don't see it happening. That's okay, though. Uh, and those are really the only two games I played, Doom Eternal and Wrestling Empire. Uh, I wanted to make sure to beat Doom Eternal. It's a pretty short game. I think about 10 to 12 hours, something like that. So... It's included with Game Pass if you want to try it out and uh, you know play it. There are some things I didn't like about it, but that's mainly like you have to do the glory kills in order to replenish health, and you have to do the chainsaw kills in order to replenish your ammo. And those are there are some ammo and health pickups laying around, but the most consistent way to get health and ammo is to do the glory kills and the chainsaw kills. And that's... I don't know. It was all right, but you, it kind of broke the flow of combat for me to constantly be like, oh, yeah, I need to go kill a weak enemy with my chainsaw so that way I have more ammo for my shotgun. It's really weird. Sounds very similar to the issue I had with the, the one that came out before the newest Doom game, which is that I felt like the whole time they were forcing you into their feedback loop. They were forcing you to, like you said, find something weak so I can kill them in a way that gives me ammo so I can kill the big thing so I can get more fuel for my chainsaw. It was just, or I could not do all this you could just give me a drop that's true you could give me a drop or just make it like who cares it's doom just give me unlimited ammo it's doom it's fine you're just shooting things anyway so let's move on we'll talk about some uh some news stories we mentioned that we we're going to talk about microsoft here uh we have we have some depressing news is that microsoft is increasing the price of xbox live gold that's it. I'm canceling my subscription. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so for years, uh, I think it, originally it started out at 50 bucks, right? The price of a game, uh, you pay $50, it's a year. Then they did raise it up to $60. And now they're raising it to $120 a year, $10 a month, or a six-month pass, I think is, is 60 bucks. So it ends up being you know 120 bucks a year. And, oh boy, that was a bad move. Cause... I think Rowan and I are pretty much unanimous on the decision of, oh no, Microsoft, what are you doing? That was yeah. a theory, yeah. though, which seems like it makes sense. I, I, well, the theory is not a theory. It's, it's No, it's what they're doing. Yeah, they definitely want to drive people to get the uh, Game Pass Gold, or, or Game Pass Ultimate, where it includes uh, Gold, it includes Game Pass for PC and Game Pass for Xbox. That's what they want to do. 
That's what they're trying to do is to drive you away from just purchasing gold and to get the Game Pass. And it makes sense because Game Pass, I Game Pass Ultimate's still fifteen bucks a month, right? Am uh, I well I wait, think Game Pass Ultimate? Yeah. I think it's twenty. I is believe it? it is twenty. Okay. And that's I mean, that's still a good deal because you get X Cloud, you get Game Pass for Xbox, you get uh, Game Pass for PC, you get a ton of games, and you get gold. Uh, I'm checking. Just but I, I thought it was 15, sure. but I could be wrong. No, I you're know. right. Yeah, yeah. It, is. Okay. it, is, it 15. is 15 a month. Yeah. Yeah. So $15 a month. So it makes sense that you would, like, if I had an Xbox and I was like, well, I'm going to get Game Pass for PC and Game Pass for Xbox, I might as well just get Game Pass Ultimate, have gold as well included. But not everyone has that. Not everyone wants Game Pass. And not everyone is going like I, I could see parents being like, I don't want I don't want to get you Game Pass, I'll just get you gold so you can play online. And I'll and you already have enough games. You just you're only gonna play Fortnite anyway. What does it matter that I get <clears throat> you the Game Pass because you're not gonna play any of these other games? Or they don't understand what it is, which happens a lot as well. You guys know from your childhood that not our parents don't really know all that's going on there. We but, need a Wii U for you. Already got a Wii. Exactly. So, uh, really shitty move. Called out on Twitter. Um, and the update to the story, of course, is that they heard the feedback and they're like, "Okay, we'll we'll keep the price the way it is," because. That's the next story, is that Microsoft's like, whoopsie, we fucked up. We pissed off a whole lot of gamers. So we're just going to make it back to $5 a month. You guys happy? Please don't hurt us. Please don't unsubscribe. Exactly. <laughs> so I do, I, I do respect that they saw the backlash and they did retract what they were going to do. Um, I don't like that they kind of quietly, without any real announcement, said that they were going to raise it up. I had one person on uh, Twitter that was like, well, you know, them raising the price isn't that bad of a thing because, you know, there's inflation and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) I know. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, But I was like, okay, let's, let's do some maths here. If you go to 2010 to 2020 in if you take $60 in 2010 and you look at $20, uh, you know, 2021, 2020, whatever, um, $60 would be $71. So if they raise the price to $70 a year, it would make sense by your logic. It's not double. It's like from 2010 <laughs> to 2020, $60 did not become worth $120. So, like, what you get out of gold is so not worth the money anyway. Yeah. Like, like, even $60 a year, especially with, like, okay, so, like, when Xbox Live first became a thing, I, I could kind of understand it because there was really no such thing as cloud infrastructure at that point. Like... Remember that that was the original Xbox. So this was like early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, like we didn't like 
we we still had MMOs that were like running on servers just like on premises in in a shack or some shit. Like World of Warcraft whenever it came out in 2004, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe 2006, whatever. Like like have you you probably haven't, but like if you look at the servers that they were running on back then, they were fucking jank as as hell looking and like they were doing all that themselves so it made sense now fucking cloud compute doesn't cost shit especially for microsoft who owns their own fucking cloud infrastructure to begin with like they run azure and azure has a fucking free plan like they have so much excess cloud resources that like there's no way that running xbox live which is for all intents and purposes basically just steam uh steam's built-in shit uh except not anywhere near as good even as that um it, it, the fact that they want you to pay money for that is fucking insane yeah like the, whenever whenever sony started charging for that after it was free since the ps2 like that was fucking bullshit but even they were smart enough to go and also you get a couple free games every month yeah like, which which by the way gold did incorporate because they they were like oh we they should did eventually start doing well. that yeah but like what <laughs> have you seen the games that they include with the gold subscription like they're not they're not they're, they're not, not good. good no like they're like I, you I get wrestling empire <laughs> I think they had Fall Guys one one month, and like that was the only like a major thing that I that I can even remember. Yeah. So just like online gaming should not it shouldn't cost money. It just shouldn't. The Xbox Live Gold should not be a thing. Like, good on them for removing the monthly fee for if you want to play just free to play games, but it. it just online play shouldn't cost money at this point. Not whenever Microsoft is already making so much money off of having to, or off of every publisher having to pay fees just to put their game on Microsoft's marketplace in the first place. And then, you know, Microsoft takes a cut of every sale on top of that. Yeah. It, like let's, let's just, you, you mentioned it briefly, but let's, let's talk about that. So in their retraction, um, Xbox, the at Xbox on Twitter said today was not great. You're right. Yes. Good. Good job. Uh, we only tried to do our best for you. And today we missed the mark. We hear you and we're reversing the Xbox live gold pricing updates. Uh, it says to bring Xbox live more in line with how we see the player at the center of the experience. We'll, we will be removing gold requirements for free to play games. We are starting work on that immediately and we'll have updates in the coming months. So, you know what this was, though? It was them doing the same goddamn thing that they did whenever they launched the Xbox One, which was, let's do something really fucking stupid and see if people will will just live with it. And then no one did. And so they went, never mind. Uh, we, nah, we could just, we could just take it all back. And, and then they did like it 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 
they they thought that they would get away with it, and then whenever they didn't, they were like, "Oh, okay, now nah, flip it back." Yeah, like, yeah. They, they 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 probably knew that that people weren't going to be into this, but they were hoping. They were hoping. They were hoping they could pull a fast one. Uh, but we on well in okay. There's a few things here that I think is we should talk about. First off, they shouldn't have done it. It's stupid. We've already talked about that. Like for online gaming, you should not have to pay a monthly fee. Realistically, what they should do is get rid of Xbox Live Gold. Just allow all the games that you play or buy to be played online for free, and then just have Game Pass that 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 they require for you know getting X Cloud and all that jazz. So they should just get rid of Gold and just have Game Pass. That way, yeah, like, like um, you can even I, I can even see like charging extra for X Cloud access. Yeah, like I would I would understand that. But but here's like, here's online here's chat thing. and matchmaking. No, exactly. Because like they don't even host the game servers for for those games. All they're doing is just the the at the at the very most they do matchmaking, and like and for some games they don't even do that. Uh, yeah. For the most part, it's just the friends infrastructure, which doesn't cost shit. Yeah, you're, but, you're paying for the privilege of access, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, also, that's also doing this in the middle of a pandemic, oh, when God, millions yeah. millions yeah. of people have lost their jobs, and are yeah. are either working from home or on unemployment, so they have a lot more time to play video games and. I mean, honestly, when you're unemployed and you're kind of depressed because you got let go from your job that you worked at for 10 years or whatever, sitting down and playing video games might be the best escape for you, especially since you can't leave your fucking house because you don't want to die of a deadly pandemic. Oh, so, man. Do you think that's what like motivated this? Was that like they were getting a ton more usage out of the Xbox Live servers? And they're like... Uh, this is kind of cutting into profits a little bit. What, I can, what if we raise prices a little more? I think that probably wasn't it. I, I, I most likely things like this are discussed months or you know at least like a year in advance sometimes to like, hey, we're gonna the when, pandemic's been going on for almost a year, bro. It's been going on for over a year, uh, technically, because remember, technically, COVID, but I mean in the yeah. United States, it's it was pretty much March was whenever everything yeah. started kicking in. Yeah, I know. Uh, March 9th is when I got fired from my job. Fuck you, Endura Products. So, <laughs> um, basically, uh, I don't think that that was probably part of it. I most likely, I think that they were thinking, okay, we're gonna release the Xbox Series consoles. After the series consoles are released, we'll we'll raise the price of Xbox Live Gold. Most likely, that's probably the conversation. I don't know if the pandemic was quite part of it, uh, but again, I'm not you know I'm not in those meetings, so maybe it was. Who knows? But I'm thinking that it it was probably just to like, hey, the new consoles are coming out. Let's just jack up the price of Xbox a little bit or Xbox Gold a little bit to kind of milk out of those new new customers we have with the new series of consoles. But that didn't work. There was a huge backlash, and at least they reversed it. 
I will give them that. They shouldn't have done it in the first place, and that's stupid that they did it, but I'm happy that they reversed the pricing. So uh, let's talk about Facebook, our most favorite company here at, uh, at Reaton Entertainment. They did something dumb. Everybody who had an iPhone got logged out. Everybody. Um, so it says here, and this is from Engadget, it says here, uh, Facebook isn't down, but it did start an odd trending topic on Twitter Friday night as confused iPhone owners tried to figure out why the social network logged them out. Uh, they haven't found an explanation for why this happened, but it appears that everyone accessing the app via the an iOS app has to log back in, and many people who use SMS two-factor authentication were initially having trouble reconnecting. Uh, from what I hear, um, it says, so Facebook heard it was a configuration change. Um, the engineers who fixed the issue and patiently tried to explain the cause uh, to us to no avail. I don't know what at Facebook app. According to the Facebook spokesperson, a configuration change caused some people to log out of their account. Uh, we investigated the issue and fixed it for everyone earlier today. We're sorry for the, any inconvenience. So I just think it's funny that they're like, oh, we did a configuration change and anybody who has a iOS app got logged out of Facebook. Uh, I know Aroa doesn't use Facebook. He's the only person I know with an iPhone right now. So Yeah, I do use Instagram though uh but i also don't remember whether or not i got logged out i can see this being scary uh just from the perspective of usually whenever you get uh logged out of facebook it's because you've been banned for some reason yeah so that's kind of a that's kind of scary but outside of that um yeah i don't know i haven't opened facebook messenger since this happened so i'm probably logged out of it now it's it's very 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 possible. I thought you didn't have Facebook at all. Well, no, you I, have, I you, you sorry, you can I, turn off Facebook and keep the messenger. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I have I don't have the Facebook app installed. I do have a Facebook account though, uh, and I I have the messenger app installed because there are like two people that I know that I they I can only talk to them through Facebook Messenger. So, all right, time to start communicating with the road. All exclusively through Facebook Messenger. That's my my new plan. No. Okay, I won't do that. I already convinced most of my friends to just fucking use Discord. Even that, I, I don't... I'd prefer to just use Signal for everything, but I'll, I'll never get everyone to switch to that. I have fucking one... Signal. And I don't know. It's Parler. He's, it's, it's Parler's what? new it's app. Parler. No! No! <laughs> God, it's, it's like the only good, secure messaging platform it's what they use what they used on mr robot i see so is mr robot it's uh parlor signals parlor everything is parlor <laughs> signals better than than telegram what all the fucking idiots the 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 what you call it's protest also why also why does facebook own they have Facebook Messenger, but they also have WhatsApp and Instagram. Like, uh, they have so many di different apps that you can just message people through. Well, it's the same reason that they have stories in every app. It's just to, it's just for engagement. They, they oh, just okay. want whatever platform that you prefer to use to also have 
the other features that allow them to use your soul for analytics. Like, I just I think they just it would want be... you to keep using whatever app. That's true, because like WhatsApp, I like WhatsApp, but I don't like Facebook Messenger. Well, I don't even like WhatsApp, but I like it more than Facebook Messenger. So I guess that makes sense. But anyway, real G's still use Kick. You know, I always call it Kik, and then like because. I don't know. I, I always think of it as an acronym, but it's not an acronym. Uh, so I'm so like, there's another pronunciation, but I, I don't think we could say it on this podcast. We uh, we <laughs> can, but we're not going to. So we're going to move on to our last story of the day. I was like, oh, man, uh, do we have enough to fill out some time? I'm going to look up some stories. I found one, baby. European Commission finds Valve, Capcom, Zenimax, and others for $9.4 million in an antitrust ruling. This is from uh, Destructoid. Uh, so here's the thing. It's it's actually quite interesting, and I think it's it's stupid. Uh, and, and I think you'll agree. It says here, um, following investigation by the European Commission, a selection of publishers have been hit with a combined 7.8 uh, million euros, or roughly 9.4 million in the United States dollars. Uh, they've been hit with a fine following accusations of geo-blocking practices. In an official ruling by the commission, it was decided Capcom, Bando, uh, Bandai Namco, Zenimax... Bando Namco. Yes. Uh, Coke Media... Cock Media, uh, Focus Home Entertainment, and Steam owner Valve had breached an antitrust laws by region locking Steam activation keys for over 100 titles between 2010 and 2015. The titles in question were rendered unusable outside of, oh my god, is that Chechnya, Chechnya, Poland, Hungary, Romania, Slovakia, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania thus breaching the commission's single market policies. So the reason I find this interesting is region locking is fucking stupid. I hate it. I I I don't like it. Do you, what do you guys think about region locking in video games? Uh, obviously well, it's fucking dumb. It only had a purpose whenever we still had PAL and NTSC being different standards, but that doesn't exist anymore, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, everything globalization in the internet happened. It's not really compatible with the modern way of life. But even like even back in the day, so the United States and Japan both run on NTSC, but like you couldn't get like PlayStation games from Japan and play them on your unmodified PlayStation. Even though they for run some on the fucking this... reason. Yeah, because they region locked it for some reason. Even even if you knew Japanese or just wanted to play the game, even if you didn't know Japanese, you couldn't do it. And I think that's dumb. I does yeah, uh, uh, Aroa's point does make sense though. I never really thought about that. That PAL does run at you know twenty four, uh, or did run at twenty four frames a second and had different fifty. Um, I thought it was the 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 game. Pal's, I thought it was twenty five. Fifty hertz. It is. Pal's fifty hertz. It, yeah, games would run it at 25 frames per second if they ran at half frame and, rate, but plenty of games ran at 50 frames per second. Right, and North America, of course, was 59.9 or whatever. Yeah, the, um, yeah 60 hertz. Yeah, Pretty sure it's only noticeable with, like, 
the the lightning flex reaction speed games like Mega Man and stuff like that. Otherwise, you're barely gonna notice. Well, the the other problem uh, is Sonic the Hedgehog didn't work right. Sonic didn't work right. Like a lot of games like, didn't like I said, work those, right. Those fast trigger response games. Those are only those are gonna be the only times you really even notice a difference, probably. Well, yeah. yeah. Most likely, what would happen is if the game wasn't coded correctly in like a PAL region. Like, they would release it in the United States, they'd release it in Japan, and it would run fine. And then they just wouldn't do, like, any tweaking to the code, really. And they would put it on a PAL disk and just be like, here you go. And it would just run, like, with 10% less speed, and you would definitely notice it. Uh, Especially with, like, the music in Sonic the Hedgehog. But another thing is if you got, like, a PAL... Uh, Sega Genesis or PAL SNES game, a lot of times because the resolution was also different in PAL territories. It wasn't just the frame rate and the hertz. They actually, I believe PAL runs at a higher resolution. I could yeah, be wrong. Uh, it's slightly. Yeah, it's like it's like 10 lines. Yeah. Uh, vertically, at least. But that um, what that would do is it would make it so that a lot of our consoles wouldn't be compatible with it so you would get a a game from pal territory and it would be black and white if if it would run on your system black and white and it would and it would look really fucking weird because it'd get all like scrambled and shit because it's it's getting too many lines yeah so it there were reasons back then but i mean now and for the most part, I believe region locking is pretty much gone. And the reason that like Nintendo Valve, was the last holdout for some reason. Yeah, but like a lot of their mobile, like I don't think the DS had region locking. So a lot of their mobile games. Yes, it did. Did it? Yeah. Uh, oh, the I thought Switch it didn't. is the first Nintendo console that didn't have region locking. Oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's for for the most part it's dead now, which is great. But I remember that Steam would do it, where if you tried to activate a game because you got a code, if you tried to activate a game and you weren't in the correct region for that game, which is this is what it's talking about, and you weren't in the correct region for that game, it would deny you being able to activate that game. So you'd have to get a VPN and you'd have to log into that VPN and go to that you know, log into one of those servers. That way it's like, yeah, you're in Slovakia. And then you would be able to activate that game. And so then you'd be able to play it whenever you, you know wanted. Why? you know why Steam did that? Pricing, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, like it was, games. It was because there, was, there were certain regions where you could always get games cheaper than in other regions, whether that was because of taxes or whatever. I mean, I don't know. But yeah. That, and that was exactly why, because it used to be that you could get a key from any region and activate it on any Steam account. And now you can't because uh, everyone was exploiting region-specific pricing to either get keys and or, or to buy them through Steam directly or get keys and then resell them on third-party websites for way less than normal price. Yeah. Well, I, I want to like, I wonder if that would work because I'm in Oregon and Oregon doesn't have sales tax. So I wonder if somebody were to use a VPN to pretend to be in Oregon, if they could bypass sales tax. Probably. 
Um, I know a lot of times it has to do with address. Like if you're filling out a PayPal form and the address is different, like when, even though I buy something and I'm in Oregon, if I ship something to, um, Connor, it ends up, I end up having to pay tax on that. So like I had to pay tax on that guitar hero thing that didn't work, which makes me mad. Me too. Yeah. So, uh, and then also, uh, I, I didn't tell Aroa or the, the good, Good news. I have a 3070 on the way. Wow. Yay. Congratulations on your new baby boy. (laughs) Thank you. So what had happened was uh, we have a good friend, a friend of the podcast who's been on here before, hasn't been here for a while. Uh, Parallax Abstraction had signed up for the EVGA wait list. And he had signed up for the 3080 and he had signed up for the 3070. He already got the 3080. And on Friday, he was like, hey, guys. Um, Scott here. Hey, guys. Scott here. Yes. Uh, hey, guys. I have a eight-hour holdover. Like, basically, he had eight hours to make the purchase of the 3070. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll do it. It was $670 is what it was listed as. And I was like, ah, well, that's a lot of money, but yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to do it because I know I'm not going to be able to find a better price for like the next six months. And I, I want to get a new graphics card. I want I want I want that sweet, sweet 30, 30, 70 RTX experience. But the good news play is Minecraft, but the good news is that the, it was $670, but because he signed up for the waitlist before the tariffs, they honored the pre-tariff pricing of $600. And because I'm in Oregon, I didn't have to pay any sales tax. So I, I paid like 620 bucks because of shipping. So I got, I got a pretty good deal considering they're going for about $950 on eBay right now which I'm expecting to probably go up in price because of the tariffs raising prices even more. So that's going to suck. It's going to suck for yeah. everyone else but me. Not a fan. I'm not a fan. Uh, I think we spoke about it, that there's good tariffs and bad tariffs, and this is a bad tariff because it actually hurts the consumer rather than the companies behind the products. It's okay. Obama 2.0 is going to fix everything, right? Obama 2.0. He's upgraded he, and white. Um, he's going to sniff all the tariffs. Away. Yeah, that's what I uh, upgraded. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to exit this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I don't like Biden. And I am. I don't either. I am very happy that, I. to be fair, 100%, the first five days, or wait, four days that he's been in office he has been way better than donald trump just in these last four days he's been better than four years of donald trump but i am very happy that after the inauguration the only thing that people could talk about was bernie sanders (laughs) yeah that was great and and his mittens and did did you hear the story about those mittens 
uh, they were like a school teacher or something. Yeah, yeah. They were handmade by a school teacher, and everyone's like hitting her up trying to find out how to get those mittens. And there, and she's like, "I, I have a job. I can't make you mittens. I'm sorry." And I do. <laughs> I love not only that he accepted a gift of mittens from a school teacher that lives in Vermont, but that he actually wore them to the inauguration. Like, because you know a lot of politicians or a lot of celebrities would be like, yeah, thanks, and then they would never wear them. And Bernie Sanders was like, my hands are going to be cold. <laughs> I'm going to wear these mittens. And it was great. And somebody, I did see somebody on Twitter was complaining about Bernie Sanders having a demeanor of a grumpy old man uh, with that he picture. Was cold. I know. I was like, I'd be grumpy too if I got screwed over for being president and then I had to sit out in the fucking cold. Like, who cares? And I bought one of those sweaters. Um, but anyway, uh, region locking, not a good thing. I'm happy that uh, all these companies are getting fined for it. And I really hope that region locking never happens again. Because it's a bad thing. Region locking is bad. Uh, thank you guys for being here. But um, did you guys have anything else to add to this story? Uh, fuck region locking. Fuck yeah. region locking. Yeah, just, you know, if you if you got an old console, make sure you mod that shit. Uh, that's all. Yeah, mod mod the mod the console, uh, or just buy, uh, you know, buy a RAL, no. uh, a PAL territory console, and then a step up no. converter, and you got to buy no. a correct monitor to run at the fifty hertz rate. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, other than doing all of those things, you could just mod your console and play games. Um, I I know with the PlayStation Two, uh, if you get if you mod that, you can play, uh, Japanese games through the hard drive. I don't know how it works. Can you do that with region locking with the PS2 uh, over free MIC boot rather than free HD boot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can you can bypass region locking uh, with a swap magic, and you don't even have to like you don't even have to do the weird shit where you like you bypass all of the lid open checks. Uh, you you can just open the drive put the the other disc in and just push the button and it'll load it well uh, i know with like that i, I think know even with, a code breaker can do that yeah i know with free hd boot um and with free mic boot i don't think it actually technically gets rid of the region locking unless you do with one of the methods that we use whether you load up the hard, load off the hard drive or like you load off of a computer now you can you can just if you have a like you have to have an application that will load it. Like you can't just have free McBoot on there because that that's uh, we're kind of getting into, into the weeds. But free McBoot's yeah. just a means of of loading other elf files, right? That and you can you can just get an elf that will uh, that will run whatever is in your disk drive. What is is Although, elf a file that? is ran by the PlayStation 2 is that what that is It's uh I think it's like a generic executable file format Okay uh, cuz a, a lot of a lot of hacked consoles uh their their apps are in a .elf format Okay 
Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but anyway, that's our show for today. We'll be back next week, uh, bringing you some more more stories from around the uh, around the interwebs. Thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah, I was here. I'm not going to have a Warhammer update next week, but I will have another minute long obscure update for you guys to zone out during. I am right. I am very happy for that. And thank you for being here, Aroa. Executable and linkable format. That's what ELF stands for. Thank you. I was wondering if it was an acronym, but thank you. I will be here next week as well. Uh, goodbye, everyone. See oh, you in the man. cyber realm, everybody. So uh, we play League.